Christmas Eve. Tonight on Extras and Epilogues, we're talking about the Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I guess it actually is. That joke doesn't work. You tried the bit. I just assumed you were going to throw out another Bill Murray. Like, it's the Christmas classic Caddyshack 2. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Wait, he's been to shit. He's visited by <laughs> the ghosts of three groundhogs. Each groundhog more traumatic than the last. And if you don't have a traumatic groundhog on your Christmas list this year, boy, what are you missing out on? My name is Shannon Young. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the theater. This is Extras and Epilogues on Bodzilla 1985, and we're actually talking about Scrooged. Scrooged, starring Bill Murray, which was my favorite Christmas movie of all time, but I haven't watched it in a couple years until today. Let's see how it turns out. With me, of course, tonight, we have Chris Kringle himself. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to make sure. <laughs> Seeing who was claiming it, then I would find out who the real Santa Claus is, but you didn't fall for it. Good job. <laughs> Double H. I just renamed Tanner in the group chat to Traumatic Groundhog. <laughs> That's <laughs> the preview for tomorrow night. It's the hottest. It's the hottest Christmas gift this year, along with that toaster toaster that you uh, pour the toaster. that you pour the purple goo in and it dances. It loves. Uh, it lo- oh, what is the name of the art? What is Whoa, the name of the artist? What are you talking about? What Hunter knows exactly what I'm talking about because it's lifting you higher. Talking about Ghostbusters too. Yeah, lift- well, that's Bobby Brown. No, 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 Bobby no, Brown no. Lifting you higher. No, it's because uh, it, Bill Murray says it. He says he sounds exactly like Jack. Is Jackie something? Jackie Wilson. Jackie Wilson. Yeah, because the, the name of the song is "Your Love Keeps Lifting yeah. Me Higher and Higher," which is a yeah. crazy long title for a song. Yes, but it's a great song. That yeah. also uh, Pixie Lot yeah. did a cover of it. I really liked. Hey, also with us tonight, uh, a man that also really loves the movie Scrooged, Jesse Jesse Crimble, Krampus's little brother. It's Christmas time, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scrooge is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I watch it annually. Is uh, I haven't watched was. it yet this year. Well, is. son of a bitch, Hunter, he didn't do the homework. We would never do that on this show. <laughs> I would never, ever come on here and talk about a movie I haven't watched. Professional fucking bullshit. That's why I mean, like no, I said, no one I w- listens to extras and epilogues. Bullshit. <laughs> I watch it every year. Uh, and and I didn't want to watch it without Shelby and her, and I did not have time before this show uh, to watch it. So, uh, yeah, just didn't work out. We were, Jesse and I were talking about this before you got in. If if and I think we agreed this is the case. If he likes Scrooge the way that I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, it's fine. Like Chris, Christmas Vacation is the only movie in twenty five episodes now of doing the show that I didn't watch within like 24 hours of doing the show. I, I, we watched it. When we put up our tree. That was like two weeks before we did that episode. It didn't matter. I knew everything I needed to know about it. So I'm flabbergasted. You, sh- you shook, you shook a little bit. I was shocked ne- and appalled. I would never watch. I would never come on here and talk about a movie that I haven't watched within 24 hours. That's why sometimes I just don't watch them. Because I have scruples. <laughs> I thought you could say that's why you just wouldn't talk sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I just sit back and think of England. You know? <laughs> anyway. It's St. Swithin's Day already again. Tis, replied Aunt Helga. Hey, released on November 23rd, 1988. <laughs> I really thought this was a 90s film. I really did. I, I was surprised no. that it was 88. Um, this was the first movie that Bill Murray did after uh, Ghostbusters. That's crazy. That I always thought do. this was later. Yeah. Thought this was later in his career. No. Which, by the way, so uh, I, we had a, a guest at the store today watching it with us, 
and it's it's at the part where where it was bill murray and he's he's talking to claire in the homeless shelter and he's like you know don't bother and all that stuff and right and and i'm like you know he kind of reminds me of me in some ways and she says you have the same hairstyle and i looked at her and i almost threw her out of the fucking what? building because it's like <laughs> what are you talking that's, about that's almost as funny as when karen allen's character or when claire when when she says something about i've never seen your hair this short and sarah goes but it's not short. It's not short at all. It's well, shorter than it will be when, when they do the flashback. Right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Directed by Richard Donner. Yeah, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say he tried. Richard Donner sure tried to direct this movie. Um, and I don't mean that the movie's bad, that he and Bill Murray just couldn't stand each other uh, by, by the end of it. Because Bill Murray also kind of wanted to sort of direct it from behind. So, so what I was saying before was... He Bill Murray does Ghostbusters. He um, loves the money. He hates the publicity. He fucks off to France, right? He's in France for like four years and was considering giving up acting completely. Was going to live there. Was completely done. Um, he turns down, as I, I put in the notes here, lead roles in Rain Man, Big, and Cocktail. So that's uh, what Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. turns down all those roles to make this movie instead when he decides to come back. Now, he also turned down, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Caddyshack 2. They wanted him to right. come back as Carl Spackler. He said, nope, um, that was a good move because that movie was very bad. Yeah, but here's what baffles Caddyshack me about Bill Murray. Bad. Here's what baffles me. Bill Murray turns down Caddyshack 2. He delays Ghostbusters yes. 3 until after Harold Ramis is dead. And I swear, I'm not going to just bash Bill Murray all episode. But then he does Garfield 1 and 2, and probably a third yes. one that never got released. I don't know. Or did get released, actually, maybe. Um, so he refuses to do these other projects because he doesn't want to do a sequel because he thinks the sequel won't be that good. Then he does Garfield 2. And he also did Garfield 1. So I mean, in complete yeah. fairness, like that, that argument kind of holds up in that like he didn't want to ruin the original with a sequel. Uh, Garfield one was hot garbage. So Garfield two stands <laughs> to reason like it's <laughs> also the, the, bar, the bar was already that's low. So that's the also irony. like 20 years later, Bill Murray, to be fair. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah, he's just getting a paycheck. He also got Lorenzo music. Allegedly the rumor goes that he got Lorenzo music fired from Garfield from Ghostbusters because he, he listened to the show and he asked, why does my character sound like Garfield? So he, he gets Lorenzo <laughs> music fired and then uh -huh. famously goes on to be Garfield in the later movies. And I'm like, <laughs> I, yes, he does. And did you ever see the director's cut where they actually showed Bill Murray pissing on Lorenzo music's grave? <laughs> that was a what? great, that was a great scene. And who the fuck is Richard Donner anyway? What's he ever directed? Let's see. Uh, the Omen, Superman, Superman 2, right. uh, the Goonies, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Uh, who the yeah, fuck is no, he? They, he's never done anything. A, I should have put those those films on there. I'm glad you looked that up because he's Richard Donner is a very, very well-known director. And yeah, again, he and Marie just did not get along, <laughs> which apparently is not uncommon. It's with a Bill I was about to say that it seems like yeah. something that happens a lot. At least, yeah. early, also, at, like, at least early Murray. Going back to Caddyshack, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The first one didn't do that well originally either, right? Like it gained a a yeah, cult, cult following, following years out. later. Let's uh, take a look. You know, what? I legitimately don't know. That's Cr that's also a movie, by the way. I've never seen. That I've never seen Caddyshack either. Show. I was just about to say that. Never seen. It. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about over time, but just a quick look at the budget box office. Caddyshack cost anywhere between four point eight and six million to make, so a very very low budget, and it made sixty. So. At the time While period, that's pretty good. not a ton of money for the time period, especially yeah. like on returns, that's an incredible number. With inflation yeah, today, I think that equals out to seven hundred million. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> correct. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem right, but I don't know enough about inflation to dispute it. <laughs> 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 because I, I, so I watched that the the movie um, that was like the 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 dramatized biography of uh, one of the one of the National Lampoon's guys. Uh, I, w I watched this a few years ago and he was talking about like how Caddyshack, like uh, everybody would like, it was super popular because they knew it was a national lampoons movie. So people bought tickets to see it, but everybody was just shitting all over the movie. I've never seen uh, it. I've never seen it. I can't comment on Caddyshack. I, um, I I've seen it. Uh, it's like, it, it's when it's funny, it's funny, but it's like, cromulent. It, 
it's all over the place. Like it's well, okay. Funny you it, mentioned that because that's how I feel about this movie, Scrooged, and and I, I want to talk about that um, because I I thought that Bill Murray especially was all over the place in this film. There were parts. Well, hold on. Let me give you the stats real quick. Let's get through the stats, then we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> we do this all the time. We do this all the time. We start, especially when you get me, Jesse, and Hunter in the same room because we're the talkiest yes. talkers that ever talked. That's correct. So <laughs> it's almost like we have a podcast or something. Yeah, Crazy. Directed by oh, Richard Donner. Guys in their thirties with a beard. So <laughs> starring Bill Murray in his prime, Karen Allen, John Forsyth, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, and I think Alfred Woodard. I know you don't have her on there, but I believe that's Alfred Woodard, Alfred, right? Alfred Woodard is in yeah. this. Yes, yes. I went um, with the the main listed people, but Alfred Woodard is indeed correct in there. Yes, and I guess oh, uh, John Glover in one of my favorite roles of him yeah. as I love John Glover. It, John Glover is one of those actors. Carol Kane. Carol Kane of 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 yeah. uh, Poindexter. Um, oh, what is his name? It's it's not his no, real name. He, he's he's a musician. He plays the taxi driver, and his his name that he oh, goes yeah. by in music uh, is something Poindexter. I forget. Um, shit. Yeah, I because the, the taxi driver is like my favorite character in the movie. Uh, David Johnson, David Johansson, Johansson. Johansson. Yes, yeah, yes. He's uh, fantastic in this too. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray is in this movie. He's great. It, it's There's a several Murrays in this. It's not just him. It's him and his other two brothers too. Basically, all the ones who went into acting are in this movie at some point in time. The three Murrays. It has a runtime of one hundred <laughs> minutes, which is around the sweet spot. It's in that range. Yeah. It's 10 minutes over, which is not bad. And I, I think this movie needed that 10 minutes to, to breathe a little bit. Yes. This movie is well paced. We'll say that budget versus box office, 32 million versus hundred million critical reception. We're looking at 71, 71%. I'm sorry. Critical approval rating on rotten tomatoes, a 38 out of a hundred on Metacritic, which is generally unfavorable. Disagree with that. And a B plus from very uh, audiences on cinema score. Well, this, this movie is not as much as I like to think of this movie as like a holiday classic. It's not. Like it is not, it is not beloved like some of the other movies. In fact, I'm going to say it right now. Scrooged was my favorite Christmas movie and it was my favorite adaptation of a Christmas Carol until I watched the Muppet Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol again the other day. And I can say without hyperbole, that is the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol I've ever seen. It's, and it's my it favorite. It is very, very good. But. And I also just love a Christmas Carol. I do too. I love the story. I thought I was going to go into this movie with a real chip on my shoulder rewatching it because again, Scrooge, I watched it every year. The cynical side of me loves Scrooge because it was a very cynical take on a Christmas Carol. I went into it after watching the Muppet Christmas Carol thinking I'm going to hate this movie. I know I'm going to, and I didn't, I still like it a lot. Spoiler alert. There are parts of Scrooge that I think hold up remarkably well what I what I forgot about this film was that Bill Murray overacts like his life depended on it. It's so weird. He overacts and yet he doesn't act at all. He's yes. just Bill Murray. Yeah. He's just Bill Murray in this yes. whole movie. Uh, so real quick while I'm thinking of it, because I have it pulled up here, because I was curious about that too. I put those stats in there and then I never really went and looked at them. Um, I'm not pulling up the Rotten Tomatoes one, but the, the Metacritic is one that, the one that gets me 38 out of hundred where most everybody else is, you know, the cinema score, the audience score is B plus, which is about, you know, you're 71% if you take the Rotten Tomatoes one into, into account. So the Metacritic one, again, probably I'm assuming pulls from different places. Here's a tale of two reviews from this. Mick LaSalle, a pretty well-known film critic, not your Roger Eberts, but he's he's up there. Um, from the San Francisco Chronicle is one of the highest critical ratings. And the, the quick take of it just says, quote, Scrooge, it doesn't pack the wallop of a Christmas carol. You won't cry or walk out resolving to be a better person. But it is Wrong. a funny and imaginative high-class effort. Best of all, it stars Bill Murray, who only has to raise an eyebrow to get laughs. Now, contrast that with Roger Ebert from uh -oh. the Chicago Sun-Times uh -oh. saying, quote, Scrooge is one of the most disquieting, unsettling films to come along in quite some time. It was obviously intended as a comedy, but there is little comic about it. And indeed, the movie's overriding emotions seem to be pain and anger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cynical. It's oh, very, that is it's, true. It is a cynical yeah. take. Uh, but I completely disagree with the guy that said you will not cry. I do. And I'll tell you the scene that gets me. There's two scenes. And I know we're skipping ahead with the ending on the part one that of this. Got me. The, the two scenes that got me. Hunter, this might be the same one that got you. Maybe his mother when that's the scene that always gets me not quite 
Not quite, but I, I no part of me is surprised that it got you. Yeah. Well, even, yes, even to, to be fair, even before my mom, my mom passed away, that scene always got yeah. me uh, because up until this point, you've always known the character Frank Cross as an asshole. He's, he's very, you know, jaded, but seeing yeah. his mother and especially they give Murray, I talk about how much he overacts when she blows a kiss at him and walks out and the taxi driver says, you know, Niagara Falls, Frankie angel and Murray sits there for a few seconds tears welling up in his eyes as he chokes him back that is so raw and real right there that is um, that is my favorite part of the movie i think it's fantastic and i cry every time that happens uh his pain the deflection into the cut of meat yes which is funny and then and then the, the you know the ghost calls him out for basically stealing his life from different tv episodes which is also very funny and good. Yeah. Yeah. The other scene that gets me, and this is where I'm going to draw the biggest contrast between a Muppet Christmas Carol and this movie is at the end when he gives his speech about Christmas and he's so maniacal in the way he talks about it. It almost seems like it's not scripted yeah. at all. Like it's just coming from Bill Murray. He's making it all up on the go. And it very much feels like that. And that's when I realized. So a Muppet Christmas Carol, the part that always makes me cry in that film is when Kermit is talking about when Tiny Tim passes away and they picked out a spot for him on the hill so we could overlook the ducks. I'm again getting choked up thinking about it. Um, that part always gets me. But yeah. it, it's it's the sadness of that movie. It's the sadness of that scene that makes me tear up and cry. But in the opposite way, it, it the, um, the Scrooge film, it's at the end, it's the hopefulness of him talking about Christmas and getting the feeling and you'll want it every day. That makes me tear up and cry too, but it's because it makes me feel so fucking hopeful that people can change that Christmas is good. Like there's a very different feel for me between the two films as cynical as Scrooge is. It has such a good end message that almost feels like it's from a different film, but I, I really love it. I love, I, I really do love both films and they each have their, their merits in, in big ways. And I'll stop gushing yeah. now. No, it's okay. Um, I, I was only going to add that I, <clears throat> you, you were close. It's at the end of that speech when Calvin finally speaks. It's the God bless us, everyone, yeah. when he finally speaks up. That's That that got to me. Because he just, it's, it's the way that, and again, it feels a little unscripted. Bill Murray picks him up, but it's not the traditional, like, I'm going to pick him up, I'm going to do this specific thing. He picks him up almost like he didn't know he was going to do that. Yeah. And just kind of <laughs> looks at him like... <laughs> This seems like the right thing to do, and then immediately just gives it away. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is, that, I, a child. I didn't mean to right. do that. Right. It's that that raw, like you said, emotional moment of just like, um, I'm just I'm just going to do this because it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I do agree, and I don't want to shift this conversation too much before Jesse gets a chance to talk about it. But sure. I agree that the back maybe what third <clears throat> to me of this movie almost feels like a different movie. Yeah. Which is wild because they're telling the exact same fucking classic story from beginning to end, just with, you know, a new framework and, and a new focus. Um, I, not to say too much about it right now, but I, this is the first time I've seen it. And I don't know when I've seen this movie one other time. And I know I've seen it because as I'm watching it, I remembered everything that was happening, but I can't tell you how long ago that was. Um, I didn't I didn't love it. And a matter of fact, early on, I was like, this is a very middle of the road movie for me. Like, it's 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 funny in some parts, but I'm not interested in some parts. It's like you said, Bill Murray's a little too mean. He's a little overacted. Like, I don't I get that he's supposed to be, you know, the Scrooge character, but I kind of hate him. I don't really want him to, you don't <laughs> to get him. better. Yeah. I just yeah, um, it wasn't until the back third it, it, right around the time. I would say probably around the time that the, the Ghost of Christmas Future shows up. That I went, okay, now this is all falling yeah. into place for me. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect. It's still not perfect, but that that section, if the whole movie had matched that section's energy, it would be two thumbs up without question. Yeah. I'd be watching it every year. The the whole movie anyway. it goes up and down for me. Before when I was younger, it was all up. I get a little bit older, my my tastes change a little bit. I'm a little bit more sympathetic now in my older days. And as I watch it now, it's up and down his character arc is good when it comes full circle by the end, but there are parts yeah. through the first and second half where he is just insufferable, but it's intermixed with parts. Like when he cries, when he sees his mother, um, parts where it's really emotional, like it shows real emotion. It's not just cynical, you know, fuck you to Christmas. It, it's really emotional. And there's a lot of feeling to it. And then by the end, he wraps it up in a neat little package as Homer would say. And it comes See, out very like good. I, I kind of like the way they do it in that because, yeah, like 
overacting aside because there are definitely parts that are just a little extreme. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, any, anytime he starts to kind of feel something again, like, because, you know, he was a good person, like, uh, you know, whenever, like you could, they showed when his path started to kind of divert that way, like early on with Claire, Yeah. you know, he was like him and Claire were great together. They made him really, you know, um, uh, she made him very happy vice versa was true. And then like slowly, but surely, like, you know, he started making the wrong choices that, you know, he started choosing his career over, you know, a life of happiness with Claire. A Christmas and, Carol. <laughs> a, a Christmas Carol, exactly. And But as he's noticing that, like, it, it's a little different in the normal Christmas Carol in that he keeps trying to, like, rubber band back. Like, it starts to pull and he starts to come to that yeah. realization. And then, like, he just comes back at it with, like, extreme prejudice. Like, no, fuck you. I made the right decisions. I am a very happy, very wealthy man. Money is happiness. And that's what I, and success is happiness. And that's what I have. Um, and yeah, like it, it just kind of keeps going until, yeah, the ghost of Christmas future comes up and, you know, in a typical Christmas Carol fashion, like the rubber band snaps, like he's like, Oh, okay. Only yeah. person that showed up to my, <laughs> my cremation oh, man. is my yeah. brother. That, Not that even scene. my funeral really. Dude, <laughs> right? that, that scene still bothers me. Like even as a kid and to this day, when I watched it, that scene, another fantastic scene where you can really see that Bill Murray is a great actor when he's pulling on the casket. So don't let him burn me. And he's just like, so frantic. Yeah. It's so good. And you really do feel awful for him. And it's terrifying. I sometimes forget because I've seen a million adaptations of a Christmas Carol. I sometimes forget how terrifying the ghost of Christmas future is. And I, I it's, I, I love the way they, the ghost says it. it's the thing that all men fear because it is the thing that all men fear. And it, every Even adaptation I've ever seen. Do, like if you, if you don't sit around thinking about it all the time, okay, fine. You shouldn't, I right? do. But, but to some degree <laughs> you should not. I cannot I know. say this. I know. I know. <laughs> but to some degree that, that is the case. No. And, and again, uh, as much credit as we give Bill Murray for, for acting that scene, give Richard Donner some credit for directing the hell out of that yeah, scene. Just the sure. way that it plays out, the, the cuts, the, the, what, the part that really got me that I didn't remember was coming was the cut, not just of him trying to pull the casket back out, but then he's in it and right. then he's on fire. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, yeah. just that smash cut to that being the case. It's there terrifying. are a lot of really good, um, transitions in this movie. The one time that they cut to the cab driver and he's on the TV screen leaving him yeah. at the, at the TV <laughs> yeah. studio, and they just cut to it and he's like, yeah, see you later. He's just yeah. taking off. It's just it's a great transition. And it's it's done in such a way that is like any other movie, it would be unsettling. You'd be like, why the f- Oh my God, just give me a screen wipe or a fade to black, something simple so I can keep up with what's going on. But you, I, I mean, I, I might be put to put too much into this, but like it felt like you like, um, I can't think of his name. Bill Murray's character, uh, Cross, Frank Cross. Thank you. You like Frank Cross are meant to be disoriented. You're meant to be like thrown about. You don't really know what's going to happen next. What's real. What's not. Um, yeah, I I thought that was, that was really real. Well, well done. (laughs) Every time they fuck with him with what a ghost can do and what he can't walking into doors and shit. Like this is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) They can't see you and they can't hear you. Then why the fuck can't I walk through? (laughs) Yeah. I I found myself comparing the ghosts in this one to the ghosts Cause again, I did watch Muppet Christmas Carol just a couple days ago and they're both really good. But I found myself comparing the ghosts um, because I always hated the ghosts in Muppet Christmas Carol until I've rewatched it for the fifth time that I really started to appreciate it because again, the ghosts in a Muppet Christmas Carol weren't as scary as the ghost in Scrooge, like uh, the taxi sure. driver. Now I'm, I'm older. He's not scary. He's funny. He's like the Crypt Keeper. You know, when you're a kid, you see the Crypt Keeper yeah. and you're like, oh, he's terrifying. But as you get older, you're yeah. like, oh, he's hilarious. Um, Carol Kane was always terrible. I mean, not she's not terrible in the movie. Don't get me wrong. But like her ghost is that silly little beat you up. It, it's very slapstick comedy. But then you get yeah. to the ghost Christmas future and he's fucking horrifying when he opens up the robe and the little faces are down there screaming and then he closes it. One of my favorite moments. And then he opens it again and looks and that. that always makes me laugh. Um, I, I also I like also, that he gets faked out by the actual, like the, the, yes, the, the, TV the, version. The, like the, yeah. the TV version. He's like, Oh, and, uh, <laughs> The, the callback to all of that in the end when they're singing the song and the, he sees all the ghosts and he opens up and all the voices or the faces are singing yeah. the song too. Yeah. That was very funny to me. I remember thinking yes. like, oh, that's too much. But in the moment I went, nah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. funny. I, I liked it. When it you good. When you first see the ghost, of, the real ghost of Christmas future, Frank's in his office, he's drinking, the TVs are on behind him and you just see that skull come. Oh, it's great. It's such a good shot. 
Um, one of one of one of Sarah's things that she hates like the most, the thing that will legitimately like scare her or bother her, is when stuff is too big. Like when things are bigger than they're supposed to be. Yeah. And so in that moment, as that was happening, I heard her say it. I was waiting on it. She goes, mm, "Too big." Nope. <laughs> don't, like that. don't like that at all. I also love the that fact that the uh, hand came out and she was having, mm. uh, that hand's too big. That's not the size of an average hand. That's I, not what it's supposed to be. That's bigger than it should be. I also really love the fact that the ghost of Christmas Future's face was a TV screen. Consi- yeah. In the context yeah. of the story, you know, uh, that was right. a great That's touch. That was That's what he does. So many good little touches in there. And again, comparing it to the ghosts uh, from Muppet Christmas Carol, it, I, I judge my Christmas Carol adaptations by their Ghosts of Christmas Future. Both of these movies knock it out of the park. They're both creepy. They're both unsettling. Um, I think Michael Caine's acting in Muppet Christmas Carol is what put it over the top. Whereas in this one, I right. feel like it's more of the situation that put it over the top. And, not, and, and Bill Murray's acting, but like the burning uh, coffin the scene where Claire yeah. talks about getting rid of the kids and then quoting Frank cross was a, it's a good touch. It's exactly. cruel. It's cruel. And the, he even admits it. The, the only thing that I out and out did not like <laughs> about this movie is the way that, um, that Claire is presented in general. I think the love story almost ended up, it wasn't shoehorned. That's not the right word because it ends up being the driving force of the story. It's it's the Claire character. We're okay. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I don't feel like as an audience we are ever given reason enough to understand why the fuck she would want to be with this guy. I agree. Like there's only yeah. there's only that one little scene early on where they have that kind of little you know meet cute or whatever. And even then he's not like he doesn't seem like somebody she wants to be around. Every scene we see after that, and again that's kind of the point is that they're showing him all the places where he fucked up. Right. Um, but it's always her like. And, and again, this is this is an 88 movie versus a 2023 mentality, because I, I felt like I was seeing it fresh for the first time in, in, in 2023. Everything that he does wrong or that he gets upset about or that's going wrong for him or that he's angry about her reaction is, well, I've got to calm him down. Well, it's going to be yeah. OK. It's never like, hey, stop fucking yelling at me. Yeah, like, especially the part where he goes, he freaks out because of the ghosts of Christmas pass. He goes yeah. to her at the homeless shelter and you know he's like oh you know they he kisses her first off which yeah like, in 2023 is like ah well actually yeah, everything about that like, should have been uh yeah um and then he goes on this huge rant about it and then it looked like they're making up she has a problem that she needs to take care of he immediately like you know goes off on the people that are helping her calls them big yeah says fire them because they're incompetent and then he says don't she's the whole time she's like one minute give me two minutes i'll fix this please give me two minutes and he's like don't yeah. bother and he walks off almost like he was doing yeah. her a favor by being there and it's like why the hell would she want to keep continue this why give well, him she, a 60th chance yeah, yeah. That, well i guess he said that's yeah ahead, i was just Jesse, about to say like that's that's like that's what I was talking about. Like it, it's he, you know, he kind of realizes like, oh, I kind of screwed up, and like this is just him getting angry about that. Like, uh, you know, kind of like rebelling back on. I was like, no, I made the right decisions. Claire is the one that fucked up. He's stubborn. Like it's I good, did the right thing. Good for him as a character. It frustrates me for her as a character. Yeah, because she yeah. wants her to piss off. I, right. She ends up being just like she's like mongo she's just pawn in game of frank cross life like <laughs> she just she exists so that he can he can you know become a better person and and that's frustrating to me i i wanted her to be especially because it's karen fucking allen you yeah. hired karen allen for that like she's she's too talk much. about somebody who i i i'm watching the, the flashback scenes especially the ones where they're in the studio apartment and and they're you know opening gifts and all that he got her knives um and that was the time that, that was the moment where I went, okay, Bill Murray has some good moments in this movie. She is acting fucking circles around him. And you hired her to play the like, oh, just give me just give me two minutes. Just yeah. give me like, I, you know. So I think the point of that, I think the point of that was they were trying to portray her as such a loving person that nothing he did could sway her from her, her love for him, which is admirable, but not realistic. Well, I don't know many people I mean, in, in, that would not even raise their voice if someone yeah. acted that way, you know? In fairness, it did sway her. Like, she's just, she has like a Marge Simpson level of forgiveness, I guess. But like, because she did, you know, eventually leave him she because he kept making the these choices. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. She she peaced out. I I don't know like what the because I don't remember if they even say it in the movie like what the time frame is between you know him being in a dog suit versus him being 
CEO, but I can't imagine. It was like five uh, years, like was it? Five or six years? I don't like, remember, I can see but, that. Yeah. I can see that being reasonable. And then, like, yeah. And then her still, but like, that sounds like a a rapid trajectory going from being in the dog suit to being the, the CEO. <laughs> well, he worked uh, really hard, Jesse. Right. <laughs> he sacrificed <laughs> he everything. Tackle that bone and uh, everything. So I guess like that's recent enough where she can, you know, like at that point she's had time to romanticize the relationship a little bit, like maybe think about a few things, but not enough that she's going to go back to him. But, you know, he comes yeah. to her. And, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm still with you guys because that, like, that is a late eighties mentality where she's just like, she exists solely to, she's a plot uh, device. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, to move the plot yeah. forward. So yeah. I, I said this off the air the other day after we got done with Steven on, I think it was aliens. It was either aliens or that other film we did. Was it Christmas vacation? Christmas vacation. Yeah. Yep. One of the, cause we were talking about whether or not Sarah was going to like this film. Cause she heard it was gross. And I looked up the parents guide and I once yeah. again, I didn't say it on the air. I'm going to say it on the air now. And it pains me to say it because it's such a stupid <laughs> sentence the way they've worded it. But after watching the film again and seeing that part, I was like, it's still to me. This is not as bad as this makes it sound. Jesse, this movie. Yeah, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're bringing this up. Please oh, go ahead. <laughs> Jesse, you'll, you'll remember the part, but this is the way IMDB words it on the parents guide. A woman sits on a photocopier and shows the result. In the picture, we can see her vulva bulging under her panties. What? I feel dirty saying that. And I'm a man that's watched a lot of, so, of uh, so. Simpsons. <laughs> so I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we did talk about that um, before before we watched it. So we watched this and uh, Gremlins, which is another upcoming film for us, uh, in the same day. We film. watched them both yesterday. And... Uh, We'll talk about it tomorrow. Anyway, oh, no, I don't want to um, do that show. I don't want to do that show. I'm tapping out. Um, no. So so Sarah did. Indeed, she looked up the parents guide again for, for the parental guide for this movie because she was just curious. And she read that sentence and goes, that can't that can't be right. Right. And I was like, I, I legitimately I remember there is a scene where those things happen. I do not remember any of that. She's like, yeah, well, now like, I have to know, you know. Yeah. So I, I have to wonder, like, who paused it? Like, OK, I say so, that like this movie came out in the late 80s. I am sure there were plenty of people that were pausing it. <laughs> For when we Volvo. when we got to where that scene was, Sarah was like, okay. Like I saw her do the like okay. Like she, I'm gonna She started to sit, you know, she got the edge of the seat and did this. A bit, like, what's what's hell? And they she starts handing them out and Sarah goes, That's a that's a wrinkle. I said to her, <laughs> she goes, Look, no, look, seriously. She's like, look, 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 that's a wrinkle in her underwear, is what yeah. they're talking about. Like you can see the that's not what that is. That's a I mean, like, yes, they're clearly like thin and you can kind of see like her anatomy through it, but like pretty sure what they're describing is a wrinkle yeah <laughs> like, it's not nearly as vulgar right. as they put it because i'm yeah, pretty sure if it was no. that vulgar it would have been rated r or it would have been much <laughs> or, worse yeah, i'm pretty sure about <laughs> nc-17 because right. yeah like that sounds like something out of Wait, like you know r? what you'd see in it's gotta be i think so uh, i thought it was pg-13 pg-13 yeah i mean it's got a nipple in it really it's got an areola well, not an a nipple in it. Yeah. okay that fair. Was the, fair that was part two of that conversation that see fair. these guys can barely <laughs> like, see it and they're really looking <laughs> yeah. she was reading <laughs> she was reading the guy and she's like well that that sounds like it you know uh, that can't be that bad and then the scene happens and she was like yeah that's not it's not a nipple <laughs> that's not a nipple that's an area <laughs> it's fine it's not a big yeah. deal so like it's like <laughs> Does that sound like that description sounds like something you'd see in like uh you know an an M-rated anime or something like that where everything is just like overly detailed and like weird and shit. Yeah. Uh cuz yeah, I don't remember like I remember that scene. I don't remember being able to see like I remember the picture being so quick. It was basically just a butt and you can kind of see I remember underwear. A butt. Yeah, a butt and underwear. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember. Uh, like, and and I do remember like you know the the little bit of areola, uh, See, like, that. because that was a whole bit. I didn't remember that because you know when I was younger, I didn't really, I didn't understand. I, I watched this movie at first when I was a little kid, and I really didn't understand the anatomy of a, whim, a woman. I could tell you horror stories about what I thought it was and drew pictures of as a child, but I'm not going to. It was bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I remember seeing that part and going like, well, there's no nipple there. I didn't understand what an areola was. So now that I'm a little older and a little wiser and I've yeah. seen more nature documentaries, I know the difference. 
which is fantastic. On the Simpsons, right? On the Simpsons. They, they did a, a great one. Films. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other part of this movie that always gets me, and it affects me less now, but when I was younger, it really got to me, was when he's in the, it's after the ghost of Christmas present, and he's underground in the sewer, and he sees Herman frozen oh, to death. Yeah. That that yeah. bothered me a lot as a kid. It didn't bother me as much this time. I think it's, I don't know why, but it's the, the little smile on his face. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. And, and again, great There's acting when Bill Murray starts going off on him and says, why didn't you stay with Claire? You could have stayed safe. You know, he starts to show little hints of humanity. And I really appreciated that. It's a, it's a random criticism, but you said it didn't bother you as much. I thought that scene went on a little long. I distinctly remember thinking as it was happening, like this is taking a little longer. Wrap it up. Like I, I, I get, I get what they're doing here. And, well, and that's, probably they kind of just let Bill Murray go and just let the camera roll. And no, no, hey, that's, we'll do that's, can. that's why he had the watch out. Cause he was saying like, wrap it up. Look how long you're taking. This is taking you too long. <laughs> this is a, uh, this is, this is too much, but uh, you know, uh, it, it, I still think it's good. I think it's a really good adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Jesse, I know we invited you on and I've been talking a lot. So, um, tell, talk to me a little bit about this film and wh- wh- why does it mean I do this to him every time he comes on the show why does this film mean so much to you Jesse Kimball I mean I can't say that it, it means that much I don't know like I always have loved A Christmas Carol like that's one of my favorite Christmas stories I'm like obviously it's super popular this is not a hot take uh, Jesse Kimball really <laughs> digging deep to pull out A Christmas Carol the story was probably the most adaptations of any classic christmas story (laughs) like ever uh yeah like it's just it's a good story and like i really really like this adaptation like you're right it's a cynical approach to it like it obviously is a more modern take than a lot of the other adaptations um i really like the bob cratchit character in this version uh Particularly, you know, when he's coming back with a shotgun and pulling holes and everything. Yeah, when he shoots the shotgun three times and then reloads. Okay, movie. That's it's almost it's as bad as when Doc Holliday takes those two six shooters and shoots about fifteen times into that window in Tombstone. Well, I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> Um, anyway yeah no it's it's just a good movie like uh and i don't know why but it it became a tradition for me like i was uh kind of the only one doing it uh i've now involved shelby in it i actually don't know if she likes the movie or not i think she does she might just be humoring me that's all that matters Uh, right but yeah but we're uh we're we're, you know we're, we're hanging out together watching christmas movies and that's that's what's important it's a fun time i uh and yeah Lindsay used to make me um, watch all the Disney stuff. Like she'd make me watch uh, Emmett Otter and a Muppet Christmas Carol and uh, Muppet Family Christmas. And when we first started watching it together, I hated it because I was more of a Scrooge guy. I was like, no, I want my I want my Christmas movies to be cynical. I want them to be scary. I want, you know, traumatizing things. I don't want to watch this, you know, squeaky clean. Everyone's happy in the end bullshit. I was offended. And as I get older, I find myself really loving watching Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Family Christmas and Emmett Otter more than I like watching the cynical take on Christmas. I don't know if it's because when my mom passed away, it just it changed something inside of me that made me way more sympathetic and emotional than I used to be. I, or it just screwed up my emotions so much. I don't know. But I, it's just maturity, man. I, I think mean, it I, is. I used to I be that way, too. Yeah. Like, more younger, you don't, especially, I don't want to... I was going to pull a Dennis Miller here. I don't want to get off on a rant here, but uh, <laughs> especially, you know, boys in this country in, in particular, and in this time frame in which we grew up, like you're often taught not to show emotion or at the very least, it's not, it's not treated as a good thing. And so, yeah, I mean, manly, we watch stuff that, masculine, right. We, we want to watch stuff that doesn't, you know, make you or, or get involved in stuff that doesn't make you sad or make you emotional. So, yeah, I mean, I, Die I, I said the best Christmas movie. <laughs> I cry every time <laughs> when we, <laughs> when we did uh, Christmas Vacation, I talked about, you know, when I was a kid, the only part I didn't like was the part where he gets trapped in the attic and he's got to watch the, the or he ends up watching the home movie and he's like crying. Um, and now as I get older, I like those those parts of those movies. I think it's the same deal. Just as you get older, you you recognize like you understand why it's important. There's a, there's a great quote and I don't have it memorized, but it's it's from a, a short story by Ursula K. Le Guin that talks about how like um, th- this idea that like pain and sadness and torture and and not necessarily evil but like 
all those things are the only things that are intellectual and worth pursuing. Right? They're the only before, things yeah. that are worth. Yeah. 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 I did it on that. I think it was on that AD where we did like, you know, our favorite quotes of stuff. Yeah. And, and that's just like, that's the treason of the artist. That's the one who says like, no happiness is also like worth celebrating and it doesn't make you stupid to be happy. Um, right. And and that's, that's what, <laughs> what this a hard is. I mean, lesson. That, that's, <laughs> right. It really is hard to, to internalize that um, weirdly because it's so straightforward, but it's, it's, I think that really sums up a lot of this, um, this movie too. I got to mention this thing about Carol Kane. I keep forgetting. Um, so that part where she grabs, she grabs him by the bottom lip and drags him around. I, I mainly put this on there just because I didn't know that thing had a name. That little piece of skin between your gum and your bottom lip, it's called a frenulum. You know what I'm talking about? That little, yeah, that little yeah. spot there. Uh, yeah, she ripped that bad boy right off, basically, Ugh. apparently, the first time that she got a hold of him. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, she hated being so physical with him on set. Like, she didn't like the, even though they were fake, like the punches and the having to slap him and thump him and all that stuff. Uh, but she, the first time she did it, she pulled so hard, she tore that thing off. It took him days to recover, and apparently it was very, very painful, and she felt very, very bad for him. Yeah, but as yeah, a Ghostbusters fan, uncomfortable. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the other thing again sarah watches all these movies with me and she told me outright she at one point in time we had to pause the movie and talk about it, she goes is bill murray an asshole and quickly i went yes next <laughs> yes. question yes. Um, and <laughs> she's like i mean no like in real life and i was like yes i'm not sure what you didn't get about that yeah movie. how are you what confused you, like, yeah <laughs> right, yes he, he very much is i said he that everything i've ever read about him is that he's hard to work with that he's kind of a dickhead that sometimes he's right like the movie you know a movie works on turns out better because of his input or or you know if you can deal with him that you'll get a better product but he he does have to be dealt with um and she said, I think that's really kind of coloring my opinion of this movie because it's he acts so much like himself. It's tough for me to separate him from the character. And so I just I like it because I want to see bad things happen to him. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> interested in the redemption story. I like him getting his ass kicked by Carol Kane. But you do get both. And that's what I like about it is you do get asshole Bill yeah. Murray getting the shit kicked out of him. But he does have a good redemption story in the film, much sure. like he kind of has a good redemption story in real life because he famously made up with Harold Ramis before Harold passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he sang Harold Ramis's praises for years after even i remember was it the oscars or the emmys i forget when they were nominating best films and he he read off a bunch of harold ramus uh films um and of course he did ghostbusters afterlife he's doing um frozen empire so he it's kind of art uh, life imitating art he he kind of has come full circle and i don't hate bill murray as much as i did a couple years ago because a couple years ago i couldn't stand bill murray mostly from the fact that he wouldn't do ghostbusters 3 and then when harold ramus died i had a life grudge against him because i will never get harold ramus in a ghostbusters film again i didn't know i would and not in the way i thought but in a fantastic way right. <laughs> um but i i try to forgive bill murray for that now. Some of the best CG you'll ever see, too. Like, it was done fantastic. It was done really, really well. But we're not here to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. One day we will, and I can't wait for it. What the one I'm waiting for is we'll do a Ghostbusters month, right? And when we do Ghostbusters 2016, and I forget to invite Hunter to it, and I tell Hunter the wrong date. Shit. I'm going to be there. Shit. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one film Hunter and I disagree on more than anything, it's 2016. But but oh, we God, respectfully but we respectfully disagree. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm not doing the Gremlin show. I'm not doing it. Get someone else. It's not that. Get not Bill that, Murray's man. ass in here. Have him do Gremlins with him. What's, no. what's he doing? Now? Maybe maybe we should just do him up at Christmas Carol. We should just replace <laughs> it with that. And that's safe. That's a safe one. Like we both like it. It's great. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'll be honest with you. Spoiler alert for gremlins. I haven't seen it a couple of years since, uh, you know, I watched it with the X and even mm-hmm. watching it then. I remember thinking, I like this more as a kid, mm-hmm. but there are some things about gremlins that I will always love. And her name is That's Phoebe fine. Cates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shame she's only in it for about 10 minutes, but she know. has the best scene in the film though. I still say hands down. So, so dumb. Anyway, I love it. We'll talk about it. Tomorrow. It's my favorite thing. Enjoy tonight. Tonight's the last day of I our know. friendship. So, <laughs> it's so hard. Let's <laughs> let's go to the review for this film. 
of course, on the grand scale of reviews here on Extras and Epilogues, we do the we we follow thusly. Two thumbs up means you love it. One thumb up means you liked it. One up, one down means you're neutral. One down means you didn't like it. Two downs mean you rewatched Dog Soldiers for the third time this month. Big mistake. <laughs> I will start off, and I will go ahead and say I don't like this movie as much as I did before, admittedly, but I still really like this film. It's one thumb up for me. I thought I was going to go neutral. I really did when I started it because uh, like Hunter at first I was like, Oh, he's just an asshole. I don't, I don't remember disliking the character so much. I don't know. <clears throat> but by the end of it, I really thought he, he came around full circle and I, I, I really liked the movie by the end. It reminded me of why I liked it so much. I've said everything I can say about this film through this review. I've talked a lot to the point that my throat hurts and I'm coughing. So one <laughs> thumb up from me, it's well worth a Christmas watch. Just don't make this the movie you watch for Christmas. <laughs> has Hunter. to be part of an ensemble. Has to be part yeah, of. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll uh, I'll make it quick as well. It's it's a single thumb up for me. Um, I, I I mean, you actually pretty much said everything I expected to say um, in terms of reviews, like throughout the movie yesterday. I'm watching it. I'm going. Ah, it's it's. I get what's good about it. There are parts that I don't like. Uh, it's I, like I said earlier. It's the last third of it that saves it for me. That that not saves it, but but brings it up another step. Pulls it over the finish um, line out, for you. Out of, yeah. yeah, out of neutrality. That that last third um, of just going through the the ghost of a Christmas future and the whole rant on TV. Um, by the way, big time flowers for Bobcat Goldthwait too. He's yes. great in this movie. Yes. He's so yeah. much fun. Probably one of my favorite moments of watching it. Again, I'm watching it with Sarah, and I when he first came up, I tried to explain who Bobcat Goldthwait was to her, and I could not think of another thing to name that I knew she wouldn't have seen and known and all that. And I was like, ah, I, I don't know how to tell you. He was big in the, the 80s and 90s. Police Academy. Yeah. And it was it was in I've never seen Police Academy. It was in <laughs> it was in the scene where he's swinging the where he's swinging the shotgun around and he says something and she goes. Oh, that's pain from Hercules. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's right too. It's because there's like pain and what is it? Panic, I think. And he's Panic. pain. Yeah. She got the right one too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. He has a very distinct yeah. voice to the Look point that yeah, yes. it's when he right. talks, you could close caption it and it just says Bobcat Goldthwaite noises. Sound. And I'm sure. Wow. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure that there are people that are listening to this like Bobcat Goldthwait. Who the fuck? And then like as soon as like we mention Hercules and Pain, everybody's like, oh yeah, oh, that guy. I yeah, I know our, that voice. I hope our listeners are old enough or intelligent enough to go, oh, Police Academy. Because I fucking love Police Academy. <laughs> I haven't watched it in about 15 years, and I'm not going to. Again, you keep saying this a lot. You love <laughs> it's like, well, I haven't seen it in. 20 years uh, i have a habit of doing that too time, time really gets away from you man <laughs> yeah. well okay yeah. so anyway. there's about there's about 15 police academy films about three of them right one of them's good two of them are like nostalgic and then the Fine. rest are trash yeah. trash yeah. they were they were one of the original but uh, i got a button for this i'm the trash man there it is. There it is. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a single thumb up for me. It's like you said, it's definitely worth a watch. It's not my favorite movie, um, but it's also not something like I would just never sit down and watch again. I would totally watch it again, um, and probably maybe not every year, but it will probably become part of the rotation for us. Okay, Jesse, Jesse. Kimball. <laughs> Two thumbs up from this guy. What? Uh, <laughs> what? It's just it's, hell. It's still. For me, like I said, I watch it every year. Uh, it's it's a comfort movie for me, for me at this point. I've I've been watching it every year since I was in middle school. I didn't get that get to that earlier. Uh, like I had the DVD, I watched it then. Uh, you know, I I I, avenge, I think I have the Blu-ray somewhere still. Now I I own it digitally because it keeps going in and out of streaming services, and I wanted to make sure I was able to watch it. Uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's just it's comfort for me. I love a Christmas Carol. This is my favorite adaptation. Uh, right up there with I. I do also really, really enjoy Muppet Christmas Carol. That is truly fantastic film, uh, and I, I recommend adding it to your rotation. Like I can understand. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't recommend to somebody that's never seen it before to make it like if you're only going to watch one movie this Christmas, make it Scrooged. Never going to say that to somebody. Uh, but for me personally, yeah, two thumbs up. Like like I said, I watch this movie every year and Some I enjoy it every time. Some dumbass in the crowd's gonna go watch Elf, and I'll have them removed forcibly. <laughs> We've already <laughs> talked about the four movies we're gonna cover next year, and Elf. I like Elf. 
Elf's not, Elf's not bad, but no, it's not going to make it's, the cut. That's like a fourth year thing for us. And that ain't going right, to happen. It's, it's, it's way down the list. It's way we down so the list. Also, I, I watched. That's the movie I watch when I like while I'm wrapping presents around Christmas time. I don't you know, know why that's. <laughs> I I don't watch it with Shelby because she loathes Will Ferrell. Yes. You remember how I publicly felt about Parker and it was one man's love for another man's dog? Yes. That's just Shelby now. It's one man's love for another man's wife. Every time I hear about Shelby, I'm like, oh. I like her more and more. She also loves gremlins. I also want to take back oh. the quote I said about one man's love for another man's wife. I'd like to just wipe that one clean, please. Well, that's going to be hard to do when I'm currently changing it to You know, I've I've never speaking of movies I've never uh, we've never watched at Christmas. I've never watched the Jim Carrey version. Always avoided it. And now uh, everyone's Christmas trying Carol? to remember which one that. Yeah, Christmas Carol, yeah. the the animated one. Oh no, I know the one you're talking about. I've yeah. never watched it. Uh, never watched it. I think that's probably fine. It's probably for the best, honestly. Really think so? Like, I think I, I'm pretty positive that I've watched it, but it is so not memorable that I can't remember anything from it. I remember the the poster uh, whenever you said because you said the animated one. I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I don't remember anything about that movie. I watched a Man, couple clips today right. when getting stuff for Scrooge. And uh, I think I might give it a chance because some of the ghosts, again, I judge my movies by the gross Christmas future. And he was he was very ghosty. So I might give it a shot. There was a run of just Hello. animated Christmas stuff that I missed for a long time frame there that I did not care for. Uh, that movie... Uh, Polar Express. I've still Polar never Express. seen Polar Express. Yeah. Was that the Looks Tom Hanks weird. one? It's a good movie. Tom yeah. Hanks. He's he's yeah. like six different people in that movie. Apparently, um, uncanny. Yeah, Valley. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it was weird to me. Yeah, I thought Polar Express was a fine film. Uh, I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm doing that thing again. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've watched the movie since <laughs> high school, and I forget I, how long ago high school was for me. I said that like Shannon's the only one who does it. We all do that a lot. Again, Ace is kind of the originator of like, no, Turtles is great. Yeah, and then and then a quick move to I'm sorry, what movie that? Yeah, I browned out. It was very I browned out. <laughs> if you if you want to add another Christmas like really classic to your list, if you haven't watched it, it's a it's a, I think it's a TV special, but a Garfield Christmas from the old cartoon oh, yeah. is fantastic. Yep. It's really good. It also gets me right in the feels. Uh, let's see, Steven just joined Game Room Two, and his status is. The world is your canvas, so take up your brush and paint the world red. You think he's in a bad mood, or I don't know what's going on there. It's also red, and it's like sounds very edgy. Yeah, R E D. Steven's just now getting into a cynical Scrooge phase, so (laughs) gonna swing him back around the other way. Hey, epilogues. This Uh film. Um, what happens to the characters after the movie? I'm gonna be honest with you. What I know about Frank Cross's character from this film, I feel like his whole I'm going to turn my life around lasts about six months. And he reverts back to being an asshole fairly quickly. Because as much as I love the idea of, (laughs) oh, I've seen the error of my ways and I'm going to change, I think we've all done that in our lives multiple times. And usually people that change just change back. So uh, hopefully he learned his lesson because he was, if I was visited by some legitimate ass ghost that took me back in time, I'd like to think that would be the catalyst I would need to go. Maybe I need to reevaluate my life and keep it that way. <laughs> you know? No, no. So, I mean, what what happens at the end of this film? Uh, like, I I do think that Frank is uh, like you know he's he's redeemed himself like he's he's seen the error of his ways he lives a happy life with claire which is good because the studios definitely fired him uh yes, he 100 was... he does not have a job anymore elliot's going to jail yeah uh like yes. bob goldthwaite's and he's he's spending a lot of time in prison fortunately he didn't shoot any person just uh, so just he's that just innocent going window and you saw what he did did <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh so yeah he's going to jail uh, I could see Frank maybe bailing him out, but like you know, as soon as his court hearing comes up, like he's going to jail. Yeah, but okay. Uh, but on the second hand, I want to throw this out there. I always wondered 
what happened to them after the movie because on the one hand i was like okay well they definitely got fired right but on the other everyone's singing in the end they're happy what i think is they do get fired but this is such a public spectacle the franchise rights alone made them rich beyond their wildest dreams they (laughs) they sold that story and him and elliot both got paid for that story I mean, Elliot had to spend like he he since he didn't actually hit anybody, he probably got what like five years. Well, uh, well with, you know, using he's like, a white Frank's male. lawyers. He's a white male. <laughs> I don't know, half. man. It was it was the eighties in New York. He might have gotten five months at best. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, fair. Uh, Rudy comes to his rescue. Oh, no, little... Rudy comes to his rescue. I'll tell you what, Elliot. I think you got a chance. <laughs> I have uh, uh yeah, no, I, I, I do think like I mean Frank has way more money than he could ever need living a life with Claire. Like I think they could live a comfortable life, like work doing their charitable works, helping with Claire's foundation, and they live happily ever after, and it's it's great for all parties involved. Except for again, Elliot, uh <laughs> who's gonna be in jail. Optimistically, Boy. maybe not very long, but well, I wish we could all live in the fantasy love world Jesse's created in his head over there. <laughs> Except for Elliot, because his wife left him. I have a more modern take on probably what happens in a sequel for this, um, if if you're willing to hear it out. So, of course. So um, get them all out before tomorrow's Frank- Gremlin show, and we stop speaking. <laughs> Frank- now I don't want to do the Gremlin show. Um, Frank, Frank, uh, I, I mostly follows what, what Jesse said there. Although I do, I think, I think Frank goes to, to jail temporarily. I think at the very least that's, that's just a funny sight gag. Um, he, he goes to jail, but he does get to, to live his life out with Claire. Um, he definitely gets away from, from TV, he tries to help with their charity, puts his money toward that and all that. Um, at the beginning of this, so, so I'm making this movie in 2023. At the beginning of this movie, uh, Frank Cross dies, like not long after that, like within the first probably 10 to 15 minutes. Um, Frank's an older man. Uh, Claire's still with him. He He's on his deathbed. He goes, maybe maybe she's even gone too. That could probably work. Um, and we'll work it in there. So he goes. In the afterlife, he... Um, because he redeemed himself. There's a brief moment of like, he doesn't know which way he's going because of all the other bad shit that happened, but he redeemed himself right in the afterlife. He gets to, he gets to go upstairs. Um, but on a condition, he has to do a little, uh, a little continued charity work, not just what he did later in his life, but now in his afterlife too. Um, and he gets assigned to someone who is sort of at the end of the rope and is going to have to try to convince them that it's it's worth living. I'm remaking It's a Wonderful Life. I'm about to okay. say, this sounds I'm very familiar. Saying, well, I'm yeah. remaking It's a Wonderful Life, but I'm doing it as a continuation. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they so did Christmas Carol. Do, Why not? Right, that's the thing. I want to yeah. do what Scrooge did for A Christmas Carol in the sequel for It's a Wonderful Life. Ah. So it's a little more over the top. It's a little crazier. It's a little more modern because it's a, Wonder Life, a Wonderful Life is a movie that, again, historically did not do great when it was released. Became like one of the original yeah. cult classics. Yeah. Um, it's shown every uh, year at Christmas, but really nobody has tried to redo it to the best of my knowledge. Has tried to do any like and rename updating it. of it in any real way. Like they renamed yeah, A Christmas Carol to Scrooge. We're going to call this one Keep yes. On Living. It's a wonderful life. Like getting that kind of like popularity and notoriety is one of my favorite stories. Do you guys know how that happened? Accidentally. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was, isn't this the same thing as like night of the living dead? They put something in it where it couldn't be like copyrighted or something. Yeah. And it entered like the public domain immediately. Yeah. So, yes. uh, TV like station. Show it. Yeah. Yeah, like cable yeah. networks. It was a Christmas movie that cable networks and like you know non cable ne- like like the your NBCs, your AB like ABCs and all that other stuff could just air it for free. They didn't yeah, have to yeah. pay anybody anything to air it, so that was just a movie they could put on at Christmas time. So like you know, kids growing up, all they had are the the rabbit ears. Uh, you know, like long time ago now. Um, like that's just that was a movie that was on, so they grew up watching it. Similar to how you know we kind of grew up with a Christmas story uh airing 24 hours a day what's odd about that though is in drawing the comparison to the uh night of living dead night of living dead has been remade numerous times because there's no copyright on it but like hunter said i can't think yeah do you think it's because it's heralded as such a classic it's like don't you dare touch this one well it's i just think that it's it's difficult and it's well that too it's it's hard to, to 
modernize that because story. But that's the thing that's what i like about the challenge of it is like try to try to modernize, try to modernize it yeah yeah it goes along with you know like it the story doesn't exist without the depression right like that's just i'm depressed right uh, but i mean when- <laughs> The depression. I was, gonna, I was gonna take the serious one and be like, "Well, we've had you know the housing crisis and this and that. It's not better than well." But I'm I'm depressed. It makes me think of Michael Scott with the you know uh, I've experienced a hate crime. That's not a hate crime. Well, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, the mo- just just to cap this all off, the the movie I'm making is called Bailey'd because George Bailey is the main character of Scrooge Bailey'd. So, yeah, Bailey'd. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It is. Yeah, no, who, I, I dig it. I'd watch it. Uh, who do yeah. you get to play? I, uh, I, who do you get to play the main character? Other than other that's than a Bill good Murray, I feel like that's where you got to do some some. Uh, I forget what they call it, but when you cast like somebody who's popular in the moment, um, what is the term? There's a term for that, like 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 hot button casting or something like that. Anyway, it's it's got to be somebody because. I actually yeah, had that thought kinda, too. <laughs> I mean, he'd be really good for it, but I, I, he's not like to me, like the guy who's in that position right now, Timothy Chalamet, right? He's the one who's right there on the, the he's in call the, of duty or now. Chris Pratt, right? Chris, well, Pratt, I mean, Chris, uh, no, Chris like, Pratt, Chris Pratt is in everything. That dude is, is hot as hot he as had, it gets. He was, he and Bill Murray just acted together too. No, wait, no. Bill Murray was in Quantum Mania. Never mind. That's Paul Rudd. Who Paul Rudd would be good. Paul Rudd would be good. I agree. That's there it is. Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a much better actor. I I agree. Yeah, that would be that would be, be really, really great. good. Well, I just um, I think I he's think, more endearing. He's more endearing than yeah. uh, Chris Pratt would be in the role. And I think you do have to bring Karen Allen back. I think maybe she's. I can't decide if it's more interesting that she outlives him, and then over the course of the movie, at some point in time, she passes, and he like is there for it, or if she's already gone, and he's excited about going to be with her, but then like, oh, hang on, I got to do this thing now. I don't know. Yeah, one no, of the two no. is, is part she's, of the story, but she's the ending. He's he's living without her. He's carried on her legacy, and he's a yeah. good man when he passes away. But before he can see her, yeah. like you said, and the ending is he gets to heaven, and she's waiting for him. They hug and happy ending. Yep. There's your I movie. Yeah. I we pitched through that instead of the, the angel getting their wings thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they both yeah. sit down and watch gremlins and agree <laughs> on what a good film it is. <laughs> oh God. For Christmas. I got Shannon regret. Yes. Instant uh, regret. <laughs> His biggest regret. Uh, are you sure you didn't watch that new series where it was I like CG? would I got you this grudge for Christmas. <laughs> I love the grudge. Please hold on to it for me. One of my favorite films, uh, the remake. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. We got to get out of here. Either way, go watch Scrooge and oh boy, tomorrow, Gremlins, the knockout. Actually, what is Shelby doing tomorrow? I might need backup on this one. She'll defend me. Uh, I, th- I think she works, but I think it's just a mid. Let me find out. We'll figure I, it out. We'll, 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 I know she's around here, show. but I, yeah, we'll detail it after the show. We're not going to keep it here so you yeah. can check our schedule. This anyway. is also, we're, we're doing two shows tomorrow. So, that's so it'd be, be earlier or right. after one. Of the, right. Yeah. Either yeah, way, probably tom- before, I would think. tomorrow's gremlins. It's going to be interesting. Stay tuned for that until that, then. That is, am I, am I great? I just want to make sure that is our last show of the year, right? Well, we talked point. about doing the abyss. We talked about doing the abyss, but the abyss is going to be a pain in the ass to watch. Is the only thing that sucks. And we have covered four Michael Bean movies. It has been a good year. It hasn't been without- that good of a year. I guess <laughs> <laughs> there's still some tragedy. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. So here's the schedule. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put a. And I'm really excited about this. I'm gonna make the announcement now. I'm so excited for this. I will forgive oh, Hunter yeah. for Gremlins because I get to do this. I've I've waited so long for this moment. The last person I showed this film to broke up with me. I can't wait to see what happens this time. So this week we've got After Dark tomorrow. We're recording Gremlins early, but we've got After Dark tomorrow. We've got Horse right. Time on Friday. We've got our big party on Saturday. On Christmas Day, we'll be releasing Gremlins on the show, and yes. that's it for the rest of the year. We're gone. Um, We're out all next week. You get but, that on on Monday on Christmas Day, and then that's it. That's it. And have a great Christmas. And we'll say that again before yes. everything's said and New done. Year. But the New Year, the first film, Extras and Epilogues, is covering on our return is a Neil Breen film. You know how long I've and been waiting for even, this. We haven't even picked one. You said you like Faithful Findings the best. Faithful Findings is the most popular one. For people that want to watch it for okay. entertainment value, that's the one everyone yeah. goes to. 
Um, I've um, seen all of them the most, except Faithful Findings. That's the most except for the, the newest one, right? Faithful no. Findings is the most recent one. No. One? Or is it the first one? So uh, the last, going backwards in the history. So Cade the Torture Crossing is the newest one. Right. Twisted Pair was before that. That was the prequel yeah. to this one. Um, Pass Through okay. was before that. Then Faithful okay. Findings. So Faithful Findings is like four back. Well, what about I Am Here now that was before faithful findings and then before that it was double down oh yeah that okay that's where i got confused yeah yeah so your movie sucks only covered double down i am here now now and faithful, faithful findings. findings because at that time okay. pass through um cade Wasn't and, and twisted pair weren't out yet yeah so yeah. yeah so they were saying that faithful findings was at the time the best one yes now i have um, i have watched Best is a really weird word to use. <laughs> it's the most entertaining one. Pass through is garbage on a level that, like, it's just not fun. Uh, Twisted yeah. Pair is the one that I showed uh, a certain someone, and then that relationship mm-hmm. ended. So I'm curious to see what happens <laughs> with Faithful Findings. I'm very excited about this. New Year, I, mean, I can't New break Green. up with you, so you're you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes i want to say but because i'm a better person now and the ghosts have visited me i'm not going to i'll say it off, off the air that's it for us tonight the balcony is closed ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow on after dark jesse i will let you have the final word my friend since you are a special guest man i don't know what i'm supposed to say here bye everybody have a merry christmas you got one more day to say that tomorrow so do something say a, say a scrooge quote yeah say scrooge quote. uh those guys are looking really hard. <laughs> <laughs>